You're listening to the OKC82 Podcast with Brady Trantham and Madison Morris. The best place for OKC Thunder basketball. A part of 1077 The Franchise Podcast Network. What's up everybody? Welcome to the first OKC82 podcast of the new season after basketball has finally been played. Um, It's here, Madison. Oh my god. It's, That's I, crazy. I know. Um, it's a completely different Thunder Squad. Completely different Thunder Squad. It's just That's everything. True, yeah. Everything's different. Yeah. The season feels different. The scrimmage today was different. Yeah, there was um, a noticeable absence of star power. I, I, it's like, what happened? Yeah. Talk. Let, let, let's talk to the OKC82 listener that has been in a coma since. <laughs> I don't know, like June. Yeah, Let's say they just woke up today. Like, what happened, Madison? What happened to this Thunder team? So, uh, no Russell Westbrook. That's a pretty obvious sight. Because uh, there was, uh, I don't know, I felt like a more airy feel to the scrimmage today. So, no Russell. He <laughs> would not be in Oklahoma City anymore. No dissing on him. Uh, but he's not here. No Paul George. That's an obvious statement of fact as There's well. There's no Paul Jorge? There's no Paul George. There is a very tall number 13, but it is not Paul George. He did not gain yep. seven inches over the summer. It was a Justin Patton. Yeah, that would be a Mr. Justin Patton instead. Um, and then uh, there's a Chris Paul now. You know, that, that older guy that's been in the league for a while. Uh, a little bit shorter, uh, but still equally <laughs> as talented. So Chris Paul was out there, but one thing remained. There was still a very tall, very meaty New Zealander out there. Yeah, and he was toying with Justin Patton during he the was. too. It was uh it was funny. Like, by the way, like I'm terrible at doing these. Like, obviously this is a preseason podcast right now because uh that's Madison Morris. You oh, all what's know up? Who, you know all know who that is. I'm Brady Trantham. Um, shout out to everybody who's listening for the first time. We're typically much better at this, but this is obviously preseason form. So it's we'll get like better. Blue and white scrimmage yeah, we'll, form. Yeah, blue and white scrimmage. Crazy. So, so cool. Um, yeah, like we talked to Justin Patton, I don't know, like two or three weeks ago, you and I did mm-hmm. um, during a Thunder Cares event at uh, Thelma Parks. Is it Thelma Parks Elementary School yes. in uh, Oklahoma City? And it was weird because as I also t- told you this during the scrimmage when we were uh, sitting there watching the game and you know we talked to justin Patton after we were done i was like god he is so tall and mm-hmm. so big and then you see him play against stephen adams and maybe it's because what i told you maybe it was just because we're so used to him we yeah talked to him rather frequently so we for, I at least i forget how tall and strong yeah. and big he is but man, he was just gobbling up little tip tip rebounds yeah. all over Justin Patton. It was uh, poor Justin. I felt kind of bad Justin. for him. It was a learning moment for Justin, for sure. Who isn't shy to shoot the three ball, by the way. That I think he only took me one, up. but um, I tweeted it out during the game. Uh, Thunder fans, if you're shocked to see a center start shooting threes and it's Justin Patton, just type in Justin Patton Creighton. He played at the University of Creighton. He's not shy beyond the three-point line, so uh, the shot is there. I just yeah. don't know how many opportunities he's going to get. But uh, Madison, let's just kind of jump right into it. Let's um, again, it's a scrimmage. Mm-hmm. There's really no need for anybody that listens to this to go like if if either I or Madison say like, yeah, the offense has the potential to be like so great and so fluid. When we say potential, like it has the potential. That's all we're saying. It can be great. It can be good. It can be average. It can be bad. Right. Some there is potential on this team. I think that's kind of the overall message you have to take. And Thunder fans probably have to understand you're kind of forced to understand that but 
I mean, outside of that, Madison, did anything else particularly stand out to you? I mean, is a scrimmage they played three court, three periods. Three periods, yeah. yeah. Uh, they only played three periods, um, so um, o- only so much. Yeah, I mean, not a ton of things kind of pop to my mind that get me all kinds of excited about Thunder basketball just because uh, the blue and white scrimmage is telling in a sense, but at the same time, it's not just because there was a lot of things that really stuck out to me last season, but they were completely irrelevant throughout the rest of the season. And I was actually talking to John Hamm afterwards, and we were kind of joking, saying that like people are going to get excited about the things that they see today, but how how sustainable is that stuff when it could be completely different by February? And so it's like, how much can you even take from this blue and white scrimmage? But little things that did stick out to me that were somewhat exciting uh, we're just these new faces in Oklahoma City because obviously a lot of people are going to be expecting uh, guys like Steven Adams and Terrence Ferguson and Dennis Schroeder to really show out and do what they did last season and hopefully improve from that. But we also saw Shea Gilgis Alexander and Darius Baisley and uh, I mean what Brady said like Justin Patton and then even guys who have been with the blue the past couple of seasons they got to play today and they were pretty impressive as well. So yeah, I, I don't know. It kind of showcased uh, some of the hidden talents and the new talents that are coming to Oklahoma City. And that should be exciting to Thunder fans, especially with the absence of guys like Russell Westbrook and Paul George. Yeah. Now, like the teams, the way that the two teams were set up, it was kind of interesting because the Blue squad outside of Terrence Ferguson and Shea Gildas-Alexander, um, it was a bunch of summer leaguers, former summer summer leaguers, yeah. G-leaguers, and guys that are going to probably get playing time on this team just because of the roster turnover. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be plenty of opportunity for everybody. Um, but yeah, like outside of Terrence and um, uh, Shea, it was pretty one-sided because everybody else was on the uh, on the on white, the white team. Like, yeah. The white team had <laughs> Steven Adams at um, center. Uh, they had both Dennis Schroeder and Chris Paul um, starting at one and two. They had Danilo at the four. Danilo like... Gallinari at the four. It was, yeah, it was pretty it one-sided. Was stacked. So... Um, I mean, it was kind of interesting that they decided to put Shea on the blue team because it, it allowed him, it allowed us to kind of see what he he's capable of with the ball in his hands. Because the thing that we've always heard about Shea, and if you paid attention to him um, in his rookie year at the Clippers, he played a lot off the ball. Like, because mm-hmm. he played with Patrick Beverly on the floor um, before Tobias Harris got traded, he was on the floor with Tobias Harris a lot. So he was off the ball. Mm-hmm. Now he's going to be off the ball once the season starts because Chris Paul is going to be starting. I'm assuming Shea's going to start the two and Dennis will still come off the bench. So he's going to be off the ball. But uh, Eric Horn mentioned this. He tweeted this out during the game. I completely agree. He's fun to watch. Yeah. Shea Gildas Alexander because he's not a player who, if he doesn't have the ball in his hands, he's still engaged. Yeah. And that takes a rare personality that takes a rare type of talent to understand that you can impact the game just as much without the ball as you do with the ball right now don't get me wrong when Shea has the ball he is pretty damn impressive he's oh for sure he's got a plethora of moves especially under the rim he's got good control with both hands um he's six foot six so he can get a shot off pretty much over anybody um deep in the paint uh he even blocked two three-point shots one on Gallinari one on Mike Muscala um I mean everybody should know this Shea Gildas Alexander is he's going to be the guy moving forward. I mean, who knows how long Chris Paul is here, but in the meantime, it's going to be it's going to be really fun to watch him develop and uh, develop into a role that he hasn't necessarily been in since he was on a not really a stack team, but a team full of vets with the Clippers. Now he's on a team 
with a lot more younger talent. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be it's gonna be cool to see how like he develops as that type of talent. No, I agree, and I think him being on the blue team today was perfect to showcase what kind of what you said is what he's capable of and how he was able. There were a couple of times he was able to lead the blue team really back into that game when the white team was just running away from it, obviously, or running away with it because they were stacked. I mean, it was definitely the starter team with guys like Danilo and Steven and Chris Paul, but. Uh, they put Shea on the blue team, and I think that was such a great opportunity for people to just understand like what what he's capable of and everything that people are saying about him being this evolving player that could potentially be the face of the franchise one day. That was such an awesome opportunity for us to look at him and say, yeah, like he really could because he, I want to say for the blue team, he shot the ball at least like 75% of the time. Like he was basically the he primarily had, he shooter. He had the green light. Or the primary shooter, Yeah. And so that was exciting to see just because he he did showcase his talent and he wasn't afraid to do so. And I think the blue team really relied on him to take a lot of those shots and he was taking a lot of tough shots. He was also just all over the floor. And what Eric said, he was completely engaged in the game the entire time. He had a lot of energy that didn't really uh, diminish throughout the game, which was exciting to see. And so, I mean... I know I probably sound crazy because it is just a scrimmage with his teammates right now, but that can carry over pretty well into a game when you have opponents coming into Chesapeake. I think it is. Madison, we're podcasting on a Sunday afternoon in a country music radio station studio. I'm looking at all the guitars. We're we're already pretty crazy, so so really don't worry about it. Um, This is where we are today. I feel like before we get any further, Madison, we've got to put this... We've got to benchmark this moment moving forward because this is going to come up a lot this year. I want people to understand that when Madison and I, like either right now or later on during the year, when we say things like there's more ball movement or this offense is more fluid, you know, stuff like that, we are not sitting here saying Russell Westbrook is trash and held the thunder back. <laughs> no, um, no, no, no. It, it's, it's going to be different. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be better or worse. Uh, obviously, in the, in the short term, it's going to be worse because you, you don't lose a player like Russell Westbrook and Paul George and don't miss a beat. Like the Thunder are going to get worse. Yeah. But the potential for um, just a more fluid offense, uh, more communication on the floor, uh, an offense where guys are probably more engaged because there's not a ball dominant mm-hmm. um, isolation player. Now, Chris Paul kind of fits under that category, but he is a pass first point guard. And again, I'm not going to sit here and have the patience for any like Chris Paul's better than Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook's better than Chris Paul. I'm not trying to say any of that, and I know mm-hmm. you're not either. No. It's just this is what's going to happen. Um, and it's the it's not like the Thunder have this luxury of, oh, now we can run a, th- a fluid mm-hmm. offense. It's like, no, this is what they're left with. Right. But what they're left with is a lot of really interesting pieces, and particularly with the younger guys that kind of mesh with the guys that have been here before, like Terrence, Andre, who didn't get to play today, which mm-hmm. was frankly quite surprising because we had been told that, yeah, he's – going to play it's just going to be a matter of how many minutes he plays right uh so that was kind of surprising but um andre terrence steven adams there's a lot of guys on this team madison that they they have skill sets they're all unique in their own own little way like hamadou Diallo, deontay burton they're all athletic mm-hmm. uh, darius basley super smooth pass first good court vision shea gildas alexander all the things that we just talked about those skill sets mesh very well together yeah and so, like, it excites me to see, to think about where this could potentially go. Um, now, again, I'm not trying to sit here and say that the Thunder are going to be better off without Russell Westbrook. The Thunder were incredibly successful with Russell Westbrook. He's one of the best players on earth. Yeah. 
Um, but I just I wanted to put that out there because I feel like every time I mention something on Twitter, um, I I read it in like an annoying Thunder fans voice, and I can just sense like I'm not trying to dog Russell. Ever. Okay, I got crucified yeah. last weekend See, for saying like, the littlest thing that's about why wanted, Russell. That's so, why I wanted to bring it up. Yeah, we just have to make a couple of disclaimers. Anything that we say about this new team and the absence of Russell is not us dogging on the fact that he is a respectable player who has hella talent. Uh, but no, I agree. Just because right now the Thunder they got to work with what they have, and what they have. And we've got to cover. Not, we've got yeah, to cover we what to they cover have. What they yeah. have and what they're providing—that's our job. And so, in all honesty, I don't think it's that worse of a thing that people are freaking out about because they haven't seen the—not necessarily like the court chemistry that didn't stick out to me as much this year as it did last season. But I mean, that doesn't really mean much anyway. But I don't know, guys like Shay, um, guys like Dennis and Chris, and like they're going to be in that position that is filling the void of Russell Westbrook. And so if they're out there making some moves and they're handling the ball really well and they're setting up their guys and they're communicating really well, that's been a big topic of conversation also is the communication on the court. And Shay even said today that all of those little aspects that I just mentioned are very strong with what they have right now. And so that should be something that is comforting going into the season because I know it's going to be weird to show up to Chesapeake Energy Arena during basketball season and not see Russell Westbrook out there. But, you, I mean, Thunder fans have guys like Chris Paul, and they have Dennis Schroeder, and now they have a really young guy who's 21 years old and only has a chance to go up and to go up and to go up because he's young, he's energetic, and he is crazy talented, which we got to witness today. Yeah. And so anything that we say about that is not really a, oh, this is such a better opportunity here in Oklahoma City now that Russell Westbrook's on. No, not at all. I mean, people are going to miss Russell. It's going to be weird not seeing him there, but... There is potential, and there's a silver lining. It should be, you know, it should go without saying, but I, I just feel the need that we have to say it out loud. Um, like we're going to cover the team the same way that we always try to cover. Like we try to do the best job that we can possibly do. But anytime we describe this team, like we have the full understanding that this team isn't going to win a lot of games. They're not as talented as they once were, but they do have a lot of potential. So um, I have to pause you real yeah, quick. This is say, so funny. Yeah, like you're I'm, giving this great spiel right now. No, this and is, like this is they're, terrible. They're playing the ASPCA commercial behind us with the animals and the and the arms. Yeah, Madison looked like she was just about to cry. Angel. I was like, well, this is so perfect because of the this like how terrible. we're talking right now. And they're definitely playing Sarah McLaughlin I mean, behind it. It's or a wonderful. McLaughlin, it is whatever. a wonderful cause. Wonderful cause, but. Stop. I can't watch it. It S- breaks my stop heart. Stop trying to guilt me right now. I'm sorry. I <laughs> wipes wipes away single tear. One of my one of my dogs is a rescue. So, oh, um, yeah, cute. it's kind of hard to go away from this now. Yeah. But you know, like Chris Paul kind of mentioned to us during the week that um that story that I wrote um, earlier in the week about Chris Paul and Stephen Adams about their potential, the the chemistry between that duo and the potential potential that it has for as for how long Chris Paul is here. Um, Chris mentioned to us that, you know, like I, I've got to get used to kind of throwing him some lobs because a lot of my lobs have been too low for him, which I, I don't know why that would be the case because he's played with DeAndre Jordan who can jump out of the gym back in the day. Yeah. He, uh, played the last few years with Clint Capella, who's, you know, right there like neck and neck with, uh, Steven Adams in terms of like what they bring to each team. Being a freak their, of nature. Their athleticism. Yeah. yeah like, um, so maybe, I mean, I don't know why. Um, Steven said, he also told us this week that um, that him and Chris have clicked on a lot of things. Didn't really see a lot of it 
No. This during the scrimmage. Um, I think Chris tried to throw him a lob. He might have tried to throw him another lob, but it ended up being a shot attempt. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like the chemistry wasn't exactly there. And I'm not trying to sit here and say that I was disappointed by it, but um, it was a little surprising that it wasn't as fluid. Yeah. Because um, it, it's one thing, like, like I would have expected this type of performance between with Chris and Steven Tuesday night when they play an opponent. When they're yeah. playing with like each a other, significantly <laughs> worse team. In, with what the blue squad had and they're playing with each other i was like oh I, I kind of expected more but again this is this is super early yeah it's it is so early to like really take anything away from this um it was really hard for me to know exactly what to put out on social media and what to take note on of while i was watching this because i remember last season i i definitely overanalyzed things because yeah. i was like wow dennis schroeder is the greatest acquisition to this team oh my goodness he and steven adams are a power duo uh you didn't really see that during the season as much i didn't and i mean they definitely had some great moments throughout the season and dennis schroeder was a great six man but eh, it it just like it, it didn't completely take my breath away like it did during the turn or the tournament the scrimmage so there was just little that I could take away from this, except for this was a great opportunity for them to kind of feel each other out in a game-like atmosphere. Because, I mean, hey, you had a ton of YMCA kids there yelling for you, so what? what's better than that? <laughs> yeah, um, I, I think probably the other big thing that people took away from the scrimmage was just the play of Darius Baisley. Oh, for sure. Um, look, Summer League is what it is. Not everybody watches it, so I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that shame on you people for like just now noticing shame. how how like smooth and seamless Darius Baisley is with the ball in his hands. Um, he's young. He's raw. He's he's a rookie. He's extremely talented. Mm-hmm. And like when I went down to Summer League um, back in July, um, if everyone remembers, he didn't sign his contract, I believe, until the day before the, the Thunder's first or second game. I can't remember if they – it might have been their first game because it was when I was like landing into Vegas and I had to race from the airport to the hotel – Drop my stuff off, race from the hotel to the Thomas and Mack Center at UNLV to go watch it. And I came in like in the second quarter and Darius had just come onto the floor. So he hadn't practiced. <laughs> he hadn't done anything with the team as, as far as, you know, as what is publicly known. And he had like four or five fouls in the first few minutes. And Jeez. it was fairly obvious he didn't really know what he was doing. And that's, of course. Yeah. Like, he hasn't played competitive basketball in over a year because everybody knows he was an intern with New Balance, a paid intern, I should say. And not at that level. Yeah. And he, yeah. So he, he, he's worked out. He worked out prior, but it's, it's a different thing when you're playing an opponent in a game with a system. Um, but the second game, I believe, is when they played Croatia the next day. And he looked like a far better player just because he had that experience where he got it all kind of out of his uh, system, mm-hmm. he made all those mistakes and was able to probably watch it and film and kind of analyze in his brain, like, okay, do this, this, and this. He was able to make adjustments accordingly. Because um, when he understands what's going on to an, to an extent, it's like, because again, he's still young. When he kind of understands what to do, the guy is so good. Right. I mean, I don't know what it is, but and I don't have no idea what his ceiling is right now. Like I probably won't even know what his ceiling will be like three or four months into the into the season because something that has been told to me this whole week by Billy Donovan, Chris Paul, Stephen Adams, Shea Gildas Alexander, he can do so many things. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to take anything away from a guy like Hamadou Diallo, but when Hamadou Diallo last year was having success, it was because he was so athletically gifted. Yeah, like, he would get a steal and race down the floor and outrun everybody, and then 
monster dunk it. Yeah. Or he would just jump over everybody like off of a missed shot, get an offensive rebound, and then a putback. Like that's athleticism. Yeah. But as we saw, that had a ceiling because once people figured him out, they started sagging off of him and yeah. forcing him to shoot. That's when he kind of had his rookie drop off, but that's to be expected. Darius has such a skill set that he's going to get shut down to an extent and he's going to make a lot of mistakes, but he can do so many things, Madison, that it feels like it's more sustainable throughout a year. And mm-hmm. I, I'm just excited to see him grow because like everybody else saw that got to watch the scrimmage, very impressive early on. I'm very excited to see him on this team. Yeah, he was definitely the guy that really caught my eye from the get-go just because he already was playing with such fluidity out there. I thought he was, and he seemed very comfortable with the uh, mix of guys out there. And so he was instantly thrown out there, which was kind of exciting to see because that means that the coaches are starting to trust him a little bit more and they're seeing potential in him. And I think every single person... Uh, that we got to hear from during training camp, they had nothing but praises to sing about Darius. So him being so young and him getting um, kind of his first little taste of this level of basketball with the Oklahoma City Thunder is it's kind of cool because I think Thunder fans are going to see him really evolve throughout a very short time because I think he's a guy that really takes a lot into account and he learns from mistakes, he learns from encounters, he learns from experience. And so just seeing him go up and up and up and build his game I kind of saw it throughout the scrimmage today, and that was only like an hour long. So, I mean, there's no telling what kind of player he could be once February or March rolls around. And, like, that's really crunch time when, I mean, who knows? Maybe <laughs> they will be fighting for a playoff yeah. spot. I don't know. So, I mean, he could just be a really incredible asset to this team, and I think he's going to work hard and uh, just really click with the game pretty early on. I, I mean, I think he will. Yeah. Like, I don't want to give too much away because um, I've been working on a story about Darius all week. I got a chance to talk to him. A little bit one-on-one today so that'll drop later on so check it out everybody on the franchiseok.com do it um but i i i asked him like because everyone's been describing you as a guy that can do a lot of things you're not a one-trick pony like you're not just a good shooter or you're not just an athlete um like how is that rubbed off on the veterans on this team like do they do you sense that they trust you a little bit more because they understand that okay he's he's multi-talented and he he was like, yeah, like uh, it's certainly there. The trust is there early on because um, we, we've been able to see like the camaraderie that he's been able to build with Chris Paul and Shea Gildas Alexander because they're always, whenever we go on the floor, Madison, they're always all out there together having shooting contests yeah. and kind of like chopping it up and enjoying each other. Um, that's important. Like it's important to have the trust of, your, of the guy who's going to have the ball in his hands the most, Chris Paul. For sure. If you have his trust, and you're open and you're in position, he will give you the yeah, ball. Yeah, he will utilize yeah. you. And like, really, half of it is because Chris has really no choice. Yeah, that's <laughs> There's <true>. only so <laughs> much talent on this team. And half of that talent is very inexperienced, Darius Baisley being one of them. But yeah. Again, um, Darius Baisley on a Thunder team with Paul George, Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Like, I didn't really understand the pick at the time. And I don't want to sit here and say that Sam Presti knew what was going to happen because there's all those rumors that, yeah, mm-hmm. the Thunder were like really willing to blow it up. Sam Presti has told us, no, that is incorrect. Yeah. Um, I thought we were all on the same page. And then after June, June 30th, Paul George changes changes his mind and demands a trade. Um, but Darius Baisley on a team uh, that is trying to develop and trying to grow makes a lot more sense because he's going to have such a trial by fire. Mm-hmm. Or he's going to have to go out there and learn through his mistakes. Like, you have no other choice. I don't know if he's going to start, but he's going to get a lot of significant playing time. Because, like, first of all, the Thunder don't have a lot of threes. So right, he's that's just going to gonna have to be out there. Even though um, Billy Donovan kind of talked about him at the four a lot. Mm-hmm. So 
I don't see that just now. Now, as a point forward, I understand it. Um, he doesn't necessarily have the brute physicality strength to bang down low, but as a stretch four, I mean, I, I see it. But um, if he's on that, if he's on the previous incarnation of the team, he probably plays in the G League a lot, mm-hmm. and I think he's far too talented to really be able to develop off of what the G League could throw at him. You can only get so much better if you're playing against talent that isn't quite there yeah. to your level. And he would still make mistakes, don't get me wrong, but I feel like it's going to benefit him so much more to be playing on the Thunder and to fail a lot. Yeah. And we talked about that as well, so that's going to be in the story as well. Like It's a very comfortable environment for him um, in terms of he's not okay with making mistakes, but he's okay like to make them because he knows it's going to help him grow off of them. Right. And so I think that's a perfect opportunity for him and the Thunder. Yeah, no, I agree. And I saw that um, a lot. Another guy that I kind of saw that with was Abdul Nader last season because he was always playing with the G League. Looks completely uh, different, by the way. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> he Well, he's been modeling all summer, so <laughs> he has that model glow. Oh. Uh, but he played a lot with the G League last season, and he was a star when he would get out there and play with the blue. He was an absolute star. He was racking up nearly 30 points a game. But then he would come to the Thunder and he would maybe get like two minutes of playing at the end and he would make a lot of mistakes. And yeah, so, he looked like at times he athletically didn't look like he belonged. Exactly, yeah. But then you throw him out here with the blue. Kid was starting like, it's oh good, my gosh. It's good for reps. It's good. I guess it's good for confidence. And if you're not going to play, it's better that you play. Yeah. But I just feel like if you're at, su- if you're at a certain point, and maybe this is a little bit too hot take at this point since Darius hasn't played, but... Um, sometimes you just see it. I saw it during summer league. Yeah. I don't know what that ceiling is. I don't want to sit here and even try to prognosticate that because that's unfair, but I feel like he's good enough at this point to um, be a player that's going to make a lot of mistakes, but still be out there. For sure. Yeah. Some players can make one mistake and they're gone. Yeah. Like Terrence Ferguson, when he was a rookie, he would make one mistake. Some, some games and Billy would be like, you're done. They'd yank him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Now you probably can't get away with that now since (laughs) all the reasons that we've talked about, but uh, Darius, I'm excited. Thunder fans should be excited, too. I am, too. There's a lot that I'm excited about. There was a lot to take away from this um, scrimmage, and then there's also a lot to kind of just take with a grain of salt. And so, I don't know. It was a good scrimmage today. Overall, I enjoyed it. And The white um, team covered, I believe. I I would say so. They won by 16 or 17. Yeah, they did. So, it was, I mean, it was exciting to watch. It was just good to see these guys get back on the court and develop all this chemistry and to kind of see the chemistry they've been developing behind closed doors also. So, um, it was cool. One more thing before we get out of here. Um, Mike Muscala from three. Pretty dang oh good. Oh, my God. And also, man, that would have been that would have been very beneficial to a Russell Westbrook-Paul George team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I don't I don't know how much playing time Muscala would have got, but guy is confident beyond the three-point line. Yeah, he good, shot a Really lot. good stroke. I think he was two of four, three of four. Three of four. He yeah. made three. Yeah. Hey, it was that, awesome. Too little, too late, but hey, he's still with OKC. Hey, he's still here now, <laughs> and uh, I think Thunder fans can appreciate a guy who's not afraid to take the shot. Madison, let's get out of here. Okay. It's OU Texas week. Everybody. Oh, yeah. This is like a holiday for you guys. Uh, like crazy fun, lots of work, but still a holiday. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm, you guys stressed? I'm already stressed. <laughs> See, I just kind of like. Who does OSU play this week? They have a bye week. Oh. Oh, man. So we're just like, we're just chilling. Enjoy it. <laughs> I'm just going to probably lose 12 years of my life this Saturday. Hey, I'll be thinking about you guys. Like, I'll I'll go for an Oklahoma team, and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Thank you guys so much for listening and subscribing, and we hope to get a lot more subscribers this season. 
Um, looking forward to meeting a lot of new friends and giving you guys some good Thunder content. But for uh, Miss Madison Morris, this is Brady Trantham. Y'all have a good day. <laughs>